I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 488 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, we are headed out west today as I have an awesome guest for you guys. Sheriff Mark Lamb joins me on the podcast. He was elected as the 24th sheriff of Pinell County, Arizona, back in 2017. Sheriff Lamb was the lead detective on a multi-agency federal case that disrupted and dismantled one of the most violent gangs in the East Valley. Sheriff Lamb is well known for his appearances on Live PD, and as a result, he has blown up on social media. Unfortunately, the widely popular Live PD was canceled, so Sheriff Lamb has stepped up, created the American Sheriff Network, which puts viewers back in the front seat and goes inside sheriff's departments across America for exclusive access. He's going to tell us all about that and so much more. Sheriff Lamb will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. And today's interview with Sheriff Lamb was recorded on video and is available for you guys to watch on my YouTube channel. So if you'd like to watch today's conversation, please subscribe to First Class Fatherhood on YouTube. The link is in the description of today's podcast episode. All right, if you guys enjoyed today's interview with Sheriff Lamb, you got to go back and check out some of my interviews with other law enforcement dads, including Live PD's Deputy Jeffrey McElwain, Benghazi survivor Mark Ozgeist, who was a Deputy Sheriff of Teller County, Colorado. Also, NYPD Sergeant Aaron Lohman stopped by. Many other law enforcement dads have been here. Uh, if you guys would like to check out some of my interviews with dads who played cops on TV, check out my interviews with Kenny Johnson of SWAT, Sean Murray of NCIS, and so many others. They're all available for you guys to listen to in the archives of the podcast. All right, now it's obvious that police and men and women in blue have come under attack from the media recently because of a few high-profile cases that fit their narrative that they're trying to push. Let's be honest here, the media has zero ratings if they don't push fear and division, so it's their job to do so. I am a strong supporter of the men and women who bravely protect our communities. We really wouldn't stand a chance out here if it wasn't for them. Uh, So if you are a law enforcement officer serving in any capacity who is out there listening to this podcast today, I would just like to say thank you. All right, make sure you guys are following me on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace. I got some great guest announcements I'm going to be dropping over there real soon. If you're enjoying the podcast, please hit me with a rating and review. It always goes a long way to help me out. And as always, guys, please let me spread the word about the podcast every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list. Let them know about the show that's here celebrating fatherhood and family life. Fatherhood rocks. Family values rule. And every day is Father's Day right here with me. And I'm going to be right back with Sheriff Lamb of Pinell County, Arizona. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. Joining me now, First Class Father, Sheriff Mark Lamb. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Thank you. I appreciate it, Alec. Let's start right here. How many kids do you have? How old are they? I've got five kids. We had five kids in six and a half years. So the oldest is uh, 25 and the youngest just turned 18. Uh, So, yeah, we got quite a few. Yeah, very cool. I got four kids myself. We got three boys, then got the girl on the fourth try. If not, I'd have five right along with you, but we got... We had a uh, boy, girl, and then everything else after that was a blessing. So uh, three boys after that. Very cool. Very cool. If you could share, please just take a minute here to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. Oh, that's... Uh, uh, well, how much time do we have? <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, I uh, born and raised in Hawaii, uh, lived in the Philippines, Panama, uh, went to junior high and high school in Arizona, Chandler, Arizona. Lived in Argentina. Um, got into business. Never thought about being a cop until I was in my 30s. And one of my neighbors asked me to do a ride along. I owned my own business at the time. I thought, yeah, I don't have anything else going on. Went and did a ride along. Came home that morning, told my wife, 
I'm going to be a cop. I was hooked. And uh, so then I got into that. And uh, after a while, I said, you know what? I think I'm going to run for sheriff. And uh, so I did that and knew nothing about politics. But uh, God blessed uh, us with the victory and the people. Uh, I'm very grateful to them. They elected me as the sheriff. And I've been the sheriff now going on five years. Wow. Yeah. What an incredible ride here, Sheriff. And let, take us back to the beginning of your fatherhood journey then about how old were you when you first became a dad and how did becoming a father kind of change your perspective on life? So when I got married, I was 22, um, started having kids, I think when I was about 23, 24, I think I was 31 by the time I had my fifth kid. Uh, so boy, I, you know, fatherhood is the best thing ever. Uh, I'll tell you what, there's different stages throughout it. Um, when they're small kids, they're a handful. They rely on you a lot. As they get older, the problems don't, don't go away. They become bigger problems, and they actually cost you a lot more money. Um, but I wouldn't trade for anything. You know, those kids are honestly, they are what drive me and motivate me. Everything I do in life is is to hopefully leave a, a legacy for them. And and uh, if God willing, I can leave them a few bucks if, as well. Right now, they're only going to get debt, but uh, we'll hope to change that. But yeah, that, I mean, being a father is the best thing ever. I wouldn't trade it. And being a grandfather, even better. Wow. Yeah. Very well said, Sheriff. And, you know, one thing I focus on here on my podcast is I talk about the fatherless crisis that we have going on in our country. So many kids are growing up without a dad or a father figure in their life, and it's having a terrible result on our society. You're out there. Do you see this result? Do you see this as a result in the street? Are a lot of these violent crimes, a lot of the stuff you're seeing, a lot of the criminals, are you seeing them coming from fatherless households? Absolutely. Look, look, I have kids who have made mistakes as well. And, I, you know, we have two parents in the household. And when I say this, I don't want to disparage any single mom out there because there are women out there that are working extremely hard. And parenting is hard enough with both parents in the home. It is even more difficult when there's only one parent in the home. But I think having a male role model is extremely important in a, in a child's life. I think that discipline is an important piece of it. I think that having a father in the home is very important where, where possible. I, you know, sometimes it's just not, it just doesn't work. Um, but I would say that a large percentage of the crimes that we deal with are from kids that were raised in a home where their father wasn't present. It's just the statistics. You know, you hate a lot of our society. We don't want to talk about it. It's a little taboo because we don't want to make people feel bad. But the reality is, is that the majority of the people committing crimes or that uh, become career criminals or those types of things that have issues that they're dealing with are, are typically where there is no father present in the home. Yeah, good stuff, Sheriff. And I always make that disclaimer as well. It takes nothing away from the single moms out there. A lot of them doing miracles out there. But when we do look well, at those, a lot of them did better than me. So, <laughs> yeah, and a lot of it's not to say uh, if a kid doesn't grow up with a, with a father, he's going to become a homeless child. But 90 percent of homeless kids come from fatherless households. And that those statistics are the same teenage pregnancies, teenage drug use, you know the stats. So, And you mentioned disciplinary. That's another key factor here. What type of disciplinarian uh, are you as a dad, and is that different than the discipline style that you grew up with? Well, I grew up with that physical discipline. I mean, my dad didn't have to discipline me too many times before I was smart enough to realize I wasn't going to do the things that I wasn't supposed to do. Uh, I was an obedient kid, but a lot of that was the fear of discipline from our father. And he didn't, like, I never was overly disciplined. Been spanked a few times when I was small. And uh, that was all I needed to know. And you know what? My children were the same way. I have very respectful children. You know, they, they're, I'm a freedom guy. 
and that's one of the hardest things to, 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 to let go of as a parent. And I'll get back to that. But I raise my kids with, uh, with discipline. You know, I don't think that physical discipline is wrong. Um, I think excessive discipline is obviously wrong. And where done appropriately, I think you discipline your kid a few times when they're young and they'll always remember that. And I have hardly ever had to, to uh, deal out any physical discipline on my children because uh, they knew at a young age uh, what the rules were and that what we expected of them. Yeah, well said, Sheriff. And I'm one of those guys, too, growing up that if, God forbid, I broke a window in a store, I'd rather the cops get me than my father get me. And I think we're seeing that that that's not the case out there. We've seen that over the past year, we've seen so much of this uh, going wrong in our communities uh, with, with the riots and, and the destruction of property. Now, I would think, just my opinion, that years ago, uh, a cop having a, a son or a daughter that wants to become a cop would be a, a thing that's respected or encouraged and say, yeah, follow in your father's footsteps. I would think now officers may be treading a little more lightly of encouraging their kids to become cops say hey you don't want to do this right now you know that's just my opinion uh how do we kind of how do we heal this thing sheriff how do we heal what's going on right now between the police and the citizens of the country well Alec, i think it's for important that your listeners understand first and foremost that what the media is portraying and what politicians are saying is not true statistics don't hold that surveys show that that majority of the people in this country still avidly, you know, adamantly support law enforcement and back the blue and respect the rule of law. We have a media, though, that wants the mainstream media that wants to portray this disintegration of trust between the two. And it is happening. Don't get me wrong. Because of the media and because of politicians uh, spewing this stuff and, and spewing emotional things with no facts to support it, uh, like, for example, crime on, on black men and black women that, that the, the facts just don't support that. Um, it's actually contrary to that. You know, there are far more white uh, men that die at the hands of police. Um, but what we've gotten away from is we want to, we don't want people to feel responsible for their own decisions. I can assure you that the majority of the, the where we have to use physical force on somebody, it wasn't because we just showed up and used physical force as police. It was because we got called there because their behavior precipitated us being called or, or in interaction with the police. And then their behavior further propagated that problem to where use of force was needed. Um, and I think we've gotten away from wanting to hold those people responsible for their own decisions that led up to those interactions. Uh, I got off on a tangent there. No, but I think the way we fix that, going back to it, is we have to start pushing back against this media. We have to start pushing back against uh, 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 these politicians who are trying to drive a wedge in between our, whether it's race or, or religion or creed or whatever it is, we've got to push back against that. And uh, I'm doing what I can uh, on a personal note. I make that emphasis because uh, it's not in the capacity of my official duty, but I started something called the American Sheriff Network. And uh, you can check it out at americansheriff.com because I think it's important to give our voice back for law enforcement so that people can see the stories of these guys and the good work that they do every day and uh, get back in the front seats of our cars and, and show how transparent we are and, and the good work that they're doing. Yeah, great stuff, Sheriff. And I, I, I love the fact that you have the American Sheriff Network. I think losing shows like Live PD and, and Cops is terrible because uh, it does give us that intimate look at what's going on in your daily lives there. And, and I had um, uh, Deputy McElwain on the show here uh, quite a while back. Uh, Live PD, I think, was a big success. How did you get involved? What was the genesis of you getting involved with Live PD? And what did your kids think about you being on the show? 
when the live PD originally reached out, it was like right after I took office when they were first starting off. And I was like, man, I'm like a baby deer on ice here. I'm still trying to figure out and get my feet underneath me. And we went about six months, got through our first budget cycle and uh, told my chief deputy, I said, hey, let's reach out to the, these those live PD folks and see if they're still interested. I was actually in Colorado. We reached out to them on a Monday while I was in Colorado for a sheriff's training. By Friday, when I got back, they were already at our agency. That's how quickly they jumped on it. Um, we love it because it really brought our community and us together. They took pride in it. Um, it, it showed transparency and it, it has helped us recruit like you wouldn't believe. And, it, and like you had mentioned, why would anybody want to do this job? Well, there still are people out there that want to do this job. They're harder to find and we need every advantage to be able to bring those people into our agency and Live PD gave that to us. Live PD brought people closer to police. You can see a correlation of when that got canceled to now, look at the amount of what's happened with the relationship between the communities and police. And then I think that goes directly back to the fact that they shut our voices off. Yeah. Yeah, really good. So listen, I'm a big supporter of the police. I think as a father of four kids, I think most parents, I would agree, are supporters of the police. We need them in the community to keep our kids safe uh, out there. And one thing, I mean, you've hit this point already here. My youngest is my only girl. She's six. So I'm not looking forward to her getting into that whole dating scene. You've already been uh, in, in, in this road here. Uh, I guess it helps to have a father as a sheriff, you know. But how did you kind of handle it when your kids became old enough to hit the dating scene? I don't know. I'm still dealing with that. You know, <laughs> look, I, I started to mention before I'm a freedom guy. And as a parent, this is something that you have to understand. I think we have this misconception that there is successful parents and failure parents. But there's a huge area in between that. And just because your kids, may, the, 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 the train goes off the tracks a little bit at one point or another in their life does not make you an unsuccessful or a bad parent. You did your job to teach them well. In the end, it's their life to live. They have to start making decisions on their own. And you're doing them an injustice if you're not letting them make those decisions. So you have to try to guide them as well as you can and try to, to really keep them on the track. But in the end, it's their decisions to make. And some of those are going to be hard to watch. Um, and they're, they're train wrecks sometimes. But you, as a guy who loves and espouses freedom, you also have to be willing to, to let that freedom play out as they get older, that freedom of making choices and, and learning from their decisions, and then being there to pick up the pieces when, when it does go wrong for them, when life does kick them in the face. You're there to kind of pick up the pieces and support them and show that you still love them. And I think that's the key. That's what's important for parenting is you need to be there for them when, when the, the, the train does go off the track, and it will, and dating's a big part of that. You know, you can't you unfortunately, we don't get to pick who our who our kids want to date or end up marrying or don't. I don't know. But, uh, you know, I've been fortunate. My wife married or my daughter married a kid that we love and he's been great to her and he treats my my son, my grandson. Well, he's a hard worker. Couldn't have asked for more. Yeah. Yeah. Well said, Sheriff. Yeah. Listen, I'm a recovering alcoholic and addict myself. I've been uh, through some tough times in my life, but I, I, looking back, I wouldn't trade it because it really helped develop me into who I am today. And I know that as my kids, my oldest is only 15. He's just about to hit all these different things. Uh, watching them go through it, I think it's going to be the most terrifying part for me. But I understand that they do have to fail in order to succeed. So yeah. that part of it, uh, never easy. And one thing I wanted to ask you about is because I'm here in New Jersey. We just passed um, marijuana to be legal 
recreational here. It's being popularized all over the country. As a sheriff, what's your take on uh, legalizing marijuana? You think it's a, I see it as a good thing or as a bad thing? You know, I don't like it. We just legalized it here in Arizona as well. I mean, you have to respect the vote of the people. And they went to a vote and the people voted it. Um, I don't like it. I, I think that most people don't realize the damage it does to a young brain. Um, how much this is not like marijuana 30, 40 years ago. The THC level in marijuana today is extremely high. And the way they deliver it, their, their goal is to deliver it with such a high THC that it can be a uh, hallucinogen. It can, it can have some very negative effects on, on uh, children. It can have neg negative effects on people as well. The majority of the, the DUIs driving under the influence that we have now are no longer alcohol. 70% are DUI drugs which includes predominantly marijuana. You're going to see a rise in that. Um, it is extremely dangerous. We've experienced it in our home with one, you know, and it's not, it's not fun to go through as parents. Um, and I, I'm not for it. And I would hope that parents, whether it's legal or not, will still uh, strongly discourage their children from using or engaging in marijuana. Yeah, uh, like I said, my oldest is 15. He's in high school now, and now it's kind of seen as like a almost is it a good thing? It's encouraged almost now that it's legal, so it, it takes away kind of that taboo of doing it. So, uh, like I said, I'm still trying to callous my mind for what's to come here uh, for myself. Now, uh, obviously, you're you're a grandfather now as well. Father's Day is right here on the horizon. What what does the perfect Father's Day look like for you, Sheriff? Oh, uh, that's a great question. I don't know if I've ever been asked that. Perfect Father's Day for me is just being able to spend it with my family, uh, my kids. I'm very fortunate to have great kids. Uh, they're always very supportive on Father's Day. Um, I don't know, eat some carbs, which I've been trying not to do as much lately. Uh, spend some time with the family. Uh, but typically, you know, Father's Day uh, is a day you get to take stock in what you have and appreciate the blessings you've been given and the children that have been you've been blessed with in your home and grandchildren. So for me, it's just uh, counting my blessings and spending some time with family. Yeah, very cool. And obviously, the American Sheriff Network you got going on. What other kind of goals or, or plans do you have here for yourself for the future? We see any uh, political runs here in the future for you? What, what are your goals here? You know, what's funny about that question is I'm already in the political world. The fact that people ask me that says to me that I feel I take I actually take pride in that because it says that I've done my job well enough that people don't view me as a politician. They view me as a public servant, which is what I am. And so I don't know. I don't know. I go where God kind of leads me and takes me. And I wouldn't have get, told you 10 years ago, I wouldn't have, uh, well, 10 years ago, I would have thought I would have been the sheriff. 15 years ago, uh, you, if you say, hey, you're going to be the sheriff, I'd have been like, well, you're crazy. <laughs> um, so I don't know. Like, I'm just continuing to do the things that I feel prompted to do. And really, my mantra is be the best you, you you can be, whether it's in your home, whether it's in your career field. Right now, I'm the sheriff. I'm trying to be the best sheriff I can be, but I'm also trying to to uh, not let my voice go to waste. I recognize that I have a voice in this area, so I've tried to be a proponent for freedom, for uh, the Constitution, for America, for the men and women that put on this badge every day. And uh, I'm going to continue to do that, and I'm going to do it to the best of my ability. And uh, we hope to just have success in those things. And hopefully the people, as of right now, run for sheriff again in another few years. And uh, hopefully they'll vote me back in. But I'm a patriot at heart. So whether if, they're call if, if I feel the need or the calling to go do something else, then, then we'll deal with that at that point. 
Yeah, very cool. I, I love your voice. It's much needed right now, I think, more than ever. So uh, God bless you for what you're doing. Last thing I want to hit you with here, Sheriff, I love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about-to-be father who's out there listening? If you're a new dad, just hold on. Embrace it. You know, it's that funny old thing where you say, well, you don't know until you're a dad. Unfortunately, that is the truth. Until you're actually a dad, until that baby uh, comes into this world, it is it is a life-changing experience. Um, I would say be patient with yourself and your children. You're going to make mistakes as a parent. Your children are going to make mistakes as a children. Um, but hold true to uh, just your values. Make sure you instill that. They're watching everything you do. And uh, so I would say push yourself to be the best you, you can be so that your children will want to follow in that same path. Uh, but just in, enjoy the ride. Embrace every moment that you get because you don't get it back. Yeah, very well said. I love the message. This has been an honor for me. i got to say, Sheriff Lamb, you're a first-class father all the way. And thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time here on First Class Thank father. you, Alec. My pleasure. And thanks for having me on. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Sheriff Lamb for giving me a few minutes of his time here. It was so cool. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me that DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to read your feedback. And again, I just want to reiterate and give a big shout out and a thank you to all the men and women out there that are in law enforcement. Thank you for keeping our families and our community safe. Uh, I am a big supporter of what you guys are doing out there. We wouldn't stand a chance in this world if it was not for you. Uh, so thank you once again. Make sure you guys follow me on Instagram at Alec on the School Lace for all the upcoming guest announcements. Friday on the podcast, UFC fighter Michael Chandler will be stopping by. Don't miss out on that one. Get you guys ready for the UFC fights coming up this weekend. That's all I got for you guys today. I'm Alec Lace. Thank you for listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers. Thank you.